0: Doctor,
1: look! Stand aside, nurse. I'm Doctor Homebrew.
0: Clear.
2: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Doctor Homebrew podcast. Here on the Brewing Network, we are broadcasting, podcasting, recording live from HomebrewCon in Providence. Rhode Island, and we're happy to be here. Back on the East Coast, which was my original home. I've been a a California boy for a while now, but I was born in Connecticut, uh, which says a lot about me, really. (laughs) Connecticut is an even weirder state than Rhode Island, I think. And we've got uh, the folks today. I'm filling in for JP, who never Mm -hmm. leaves his house now that he's
3: a dad right yeah, brian gotta gotta let him have that i guess
2: well you you remember what it's like to I, have
3: that new dad smell i do yeah <laughs> um yeah actually yesterday here in providence i had a, a drink called the stay at home dad at this coffee slash uh uh mixed train you know they they did spirits and stuff coffee and spirits. i think it's called new harvest and they had a i like this name like, uh, espresso steamed milk bourbon cinnamon and brown sugar it was Perfect, like stay at home. After day. we, had, you know, we had a few beers early in the afternoon, and then I had one of those, and it, like perked me back up. But it kind of also kept me going. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That was nice. <laughs> Everything
4: Dad's a... like in one glass. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I, I had a beer a couple weeks ago. I went to the
2: Firestone Invitational Beer Fest, and Green uh, Green Cheek, Green Cheek, huh. I think they're called, had a beer called Drinking with Mom. And his mom, the brewer's mom, literally comes to the brewery once a week and has a beer with him. And so it was drinking. (laughs) He named a beer after her, which I'm sure she was proud of. Excellent um, On today's program uh, It's a little bit of a different format for us But we're, we're sitting with the folks from uh, Bell's uh, Brewing Company Bell's Brewery And, um, and also a Bell's General Store Which yeah. I've just learned about So we've got Dylan, Nick, and, and John Mallett uh, from Bell's are, are on the program with us Welcome, guys Thank you Thank, Thank you for having us Thanks for being here Bell's yeah. out of uh, Kalamazoo Kalamazoo Okay yeah. Yeah. Uh, how, John, how long has Bell's been around now? Oh, wait, hang on. I, let me make sure I can hear you. The one microphone I fuck up is John's. How about that's that? Probably, that's probably for the better. Is it really? for the better? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I did that on purpose. Yeah. They, Dylan told me. He's like, just turn John down. How long's Bell's been around?
0: Well, you know, Larry got started uh what was it 83? 1983 wow. and uh, you know, Bells originally started as Homebrew Supplies and has been that way ever since. Okay. Uh, and then in 85 he thought, well, you know, that you know, people are interested in craft beer. Um, I don't want to go to jail. Uh, Maybe I should get licensed and and started brewing beer commercially at that point. So we've been doing homebrew supplies for longer than we've been doing beer, and we've been doing beer for a long time.
2: So I didn't know that. And so Bell's General Store still exists, and and we can can buy homebrew kits, homebrew supplies of all kinds. Yeah. I'm a little surprised that you guys didn't go away from that. I mean, Bell's uh, obviously a successful brewery, but you guys never threw in the towel on the homebrew side.
5: No. No. No, No, we're still doing it. it. Yeah, I think... uh, Larry, it's important to Larry that we stay, you know, in the, the homebrew market and, you know, stay rooted with the community and, and, uh, still support all the homebrew, um, activities, events. And okay. Yeah. yeah.
2: So there is our homebrew shop on
5: site. There is. Absolutely. Right at the Accenture cafe. Okay. Yeah.
2: So we can go there and do it, but we can also shop online.
5: You can. Yeah. Okay. Store.bellsbeer.com. dot com.
2: Bells store at bellsbrew.com.
5: Store.bellsbeer.com. dot com. Got it. Okay. Yeah.
2: So you do online shipping, we can get the kits, we can get everything you do at the at the actual physical store online. Hundred percent. As well. Yeah. How long have you two been with
5: the store? I've been with the store going on four and a half years now. Okay. Yeah. You were a home brewer uh before? I wasn't. Home winemaker, cheesemaker, uh-huh. uh, sauerkraut you know okay fermentation is my jam but uh, i see. not necessarily the beer yet you know i had to get some inspiration and uh wait you said yet still not beer no, 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 or no, now? sorry uh, when you when started I started yeah. yes okay yeah, I, I apologize because i'll to... throw you right off the show okay. <laughs> and, and, i mean i don't eat, i don't brew <laughs> that often but at least i've brewed yeah. oh yeah before yeah okay
2: john when's the
0: last time you home brewed <laughs> uh, yeah. at, like at my house, yeah, yeah, like yeah. I don't homebrew at my house. Like, never, I have yeah. all the toys at work. Why would I? Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. yeah, you know. So um, you don't yeah. have to mess with that. No, but I mean, I love going over to people's house and homebrew with them. You know, sure. <laughs> that's that's good. Then it's fun. Yeah, you don't have to. You know, you burn something on their stove and you still leave. You don't have to clean up. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> this is why I don't have kids. My brother has kids. I get to leave them. I get to. Leave, I go visit. It's a fun time, and then I leave. And they have to deal with it. Yeah. Same as home brewing at a friend's house.
3: Yeah, I like the, uh, you know, brewers that maintain close ties with homebrewers and, and encourage yeah. their employees to homebrew and, and, you know, supply them with ingredients for that kind of thing. It's just like you, you maintain that close tie to the, uh, you know, in the home brewing community, as you can see out here at HomebrewCon, it's a really tight-knit community. You see the same people here coming back year after year and, um, you know, it's like start, you know, start right right back where you left off with these buddies and and sharing beers around, and, and that's the fun part, you know. It's not the, the commercial side, you know. You know, It's just sharing beer and having fun and, and sure. brewing, brewing together. <laughs> when's the
2: last time you brewed, Brian,
3: like a week I've ago? I've been brewing on my the, uh, the Pico Z, so, yeah, it's been having some fun on that. I did a, a session IPA about oh, probably a month and a half ago. I've okay. Been,
2: yeah. And Char, when's the last time you homebrewed? You're, you're avid. You're pretty you avid. You know,
4: I've... Because I'm getting divorced, I have not brewed for a long time. Uh, kind of like Doc's uh, situation. I, see. Uh, I thought you were a... going to
2: say the opposite. I'm brewing all the time because but... I'm getting divorced.
4: <laughs> well, I've, I... it's been about a year, but or, I also have a party. I'm O-Z. getting divorced
0: because I'm brewing all the time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a circle. It's, vicious. it's uh,
4: Strangely, the one had nothing to do with the other, but uh, I can see if that could happen. Absolutely. No, I've got a Pico Z just like Brian, and in about two weeks, I'm planning to do an American pale ale with probably Idaho 7 and Citra. Okay. Like a a modern hop, you know, hop forward, uh, low-bodied pale ale. We'll see what happens. I'll bring some to the show when I do it. As you should. You guys can tear it up. As you
2: should.
3: I thought you had some stuff planned. That's cool.
2: All right. We have to talk about one of my favorite all-time beers. And, and, and a beer, I think, that is it's kind of one of everybody's staples, right? If you've, if you've, if you've been in craft beer or homebrewing, even for a little while, you know about Bell's Two-Hearted. Uh, this beer's been around for a bit. It's an American IPA that I think stands the test of time. Um, how long has the Two-Hearted
0: recipe and beer been around, John? So I came to Bell's in 2001. Okay. And we were brewing Two-Hearted then. Got it it's a seasonal small scale and over the years it's grown okay um that you know that recipe goes back prior to me being there you know and it's just delightful you know the single single hop beer like
2: consistently rated i don't know if anybody cares about like the beer rating sites but consistently <laughs> rated one of the best beers on the planet which is something to be proud of i think when did you guys start canning
0: we started canning in 2014, so we've been doing this our fifth year on that can line. Okay, got it. And I, know. I, I like beer in bottles. I like beer in cans, too. I mean, <laughs> so I, the the
2: 21st Amendment out in San Francisco was one of the f- first breweries that I knew of that started canning, and they, were, they did it on like a, a, a tiny like forehead filler. And honestly, at the time, I thought they were ridiculous. I thought they were crazy for doing that. I didn't. I, I couldn't see far enough ahead. Um, now, when you go to a liquor store, almost all the doors are full of cans. You almost stand out if you're in a bottle, <laughs> whereas before you stood out with a can. Right? That has all changed. Yep. Uh, probably for the better because we can take cans to the beach. We can take them on the boat. Um, I'm going to enjoy my Two-Hearted here for a second. Well, John, are... I have a question
4: for you. Uh, I love the label. I always have. Yep. I love that trout. What's the significance of the trout?
0: Or so, is that a trout? Because I'm not a fish guy. Yes, it is a trout. So the name, the name Two-Hearted, like where that comes from, is it's, it's a Hemingway short story about the mighty Two-Hearted River, which is a river in the Upper Peninsula. And it, the, the short story uh, chronicles... This guy who's had a relationship um, where he's always fished the river with his best buddy, and then the two of them went off to World War One, and now he's coming back to fish it alone. Okay, and so it's about story about sort of remembrance and loss and fishing. You're
2: a, you're a heady that's fucking really cool.
0: over there, John. <laughs> uh, Larry, Larry Bell, you know, he's he's a smart guy. You know, yeah, a smart yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but that's where the, that's where the, the name comes from. Now, did Hemingway actually rat out his favorite river? Probably not. Okay, but, uh. right.
2: It was a metaphor. Of yeah, a yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a great beer. So here on Doctor Homebrew, uh, we are starting a new program. Uh, so as you know, the, the format of the show is that we have these, these great judges uh, Brian Cooper and Brian Shaw and occasionally JP. Um, Great's a strong word, uh, Justin. <laughs> you guys are great beer judges who uh, who help brewers make better beer. So you send in your brew and these guys kind of evaluate it not to not to criticize but to help elevate and see what people can do a little better. So we're teaming up with uh, Bell's General Store and the and the kits that you guys do okay. so that our listeners can take home some of these beers, brew them. Send them back in, and then we'll get you all in on the show with these guys to do the same thing and and evaluate. And what's fun about this is uh, I'm guessing that we're going to get to taste the commercial beer side by side of some of these kits, right? So your kits that you do are are based on the Bell's brewery lineup? They are,
5: yeah. Okay. So Two-Hearted was the first. Okay. We got that out there because... You had to. You had to. Everyone was going to complain if you didn't. Absolutely. Um, I mean, the recipe's out there. Yeah. Everyone's seen it. Mm -hmm. But how about you use the hops straight from our brewery? Sure. The yeast. I like this. Yeah. Our house ale yeast is uh, packaged by Imperial now. So we okay. offer that up as well. If you're going to be making Two-Hearted at home, yeah. make it as close to the actual Two-Hearted Agreed. as you can. Yeah.
2: All right. So we got some brewers out here today. Does anybody want to take home a kit and, and, and be be the first to participate in this? Anybody? Got some home brewers out there? So hang tight, because we're going to give away some, but you've got to promise to brew it and send it back in. Absolutely. So I, I, I'm glad that you say, that, you know, if you're going to make it, try to make it as close as possible, and that you make these kits. Yeah. Okay, but we used to do this show on our network called Can You Brew It? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, Jamil Zanishef, who's a pro brewer now at Heretic Brewing Company, and, and our beloved Tasty McDole, who's just a, a great home brewer, they would, they would try to re- they would clone... Uh, these guest beers, and they used to get criticized because what they would do is, that, let's say it was Bell's, for example, they would mm-hmm. call up John and on the air they would interview him about the beer, exactly how he makes it, all of the recipe, right? Yeah. And they were criticized for doing for cloning it that way because they're like, well, you're cheating if if John's telling you how to make it all, <laughs> but they failed a whole bunch because it almost you still can't, it's still a challenge to nail to clone a, a beer. Yeah, they're They did Arrogant issues. Bastard like yeah. eight times before. And, and by the way, <laughs> I, I guess it. at Stone they're not allowed to say if they got it right because they didn't want the recipe out there. Yeah. Uh. I think they got it right like three fucking times, <laughs> but Greg would never admit that they. But in other words, it still matters what the brewer
0: does in the brew house. Right, 100%. John? Like, Absolutely. Yeah. I think about, you know, the process is you know deeply linked with, you know, you've got raw materials, but you've also got, you know, the technique and just the process like what yeah. what controls do you have on stuff and not all of that is measurable especially at homebrew scale so right. there's a lot of art that's there there is and so Brian
2: what i'm thinking is that when you guys evaluate these beers it's going to be kind of on two fronts you're going to, just for fun you're going to evaluate how close it was to the original bells beer
3: right but then on the other side you're really probably just going to evaluate the quality of the beer like you normally yeah, do yeah you'll you'll definitely taste a difference if the quality of the brewing is different or they did even just something as you know simple as the water they used, you know they, you know didn't get you know quite where they needed to be. So the sure. recipe is just one thing. You also need to know the minerals in your water. If that you know if that detailed of a recipe is out there, that'd be that'd be cool. You could probably get really close on a brew setup. Eat or look up yeah.
2: Kalamazoo water, right? Like you yeah. can almost just Google well, what is Kalamazoo's water like. I guess you probably they, treat it after that. Yeah, I
3: imagine they
5: in our kits we actually have a uh, Kalamazoo. Like a description water of the water, oh, okay. the, yeah. the water yeah. profile. It comes okay. in, I think it's in all of the kits now. It should be in all of our kits. It is. You guys are detailed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Yeah, we had a two hearted uh, clone on the, on one of our recent shows and uh, they got pretty close. It was, really? It was nice. Remember, Brian? Yeah. And, and what's
4: interesting is, just like you were saying, you can judge a beer like that two different ways. There's a category in the 2015 guidelines called clone beer and the goal of that is to reach as much of equality with that commercial beer as you possibly can. Your score is based on how close you got to the commercial example. Okay. Now, if you had a two-hearted ale kit... And you entered that as an IPA, and it was the most perfect IPA. You could still get a 50, I see. although it wouldn't necessarily be identical to the two-hearted that is commercially sold. Does that make sense? It
2: does. So yeah. it might not score or, or place because it wasn't the clone, even if it's a 50-point
4: beer. Exactly. exactly. I didn't know
2: that that was a category. That's pretty That cool.
4: was new in 2015. Mm-hmm. I see. Not a lot of people do it, and it's a hard category to enter, just as a brief aside, because the judges have to know the beer you're cloning. Sure. So it's really got to be something that every judge is going to be familiar with. You know, and in I,
2: the judging, do, do they not bring in the commercial beer so a judge can do it? In other words, it's by memory?
4: Pretty much. It's a weird category, yeah. and you rarely see people enter it because it is hard to score well in. Sure. But you're going to have to do something iconic, like a two-hearted, for judges to have had the experience of, oh, I've had that beer. Sure. I mean, if I go, as much as I might like a beer at my brew pub down the street, if I go
3: clone that, no one's going to know what that is. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. You know, there's certain beers, too, that are just kind of interesting, one-up beers that don't necessarily fit tightly into any one style or another. I mean, you look at Orval or different beers like that. It's just like, yeah, hey, I did an Orval clone. Maybe it's a good place to put something like that if you nail it. But otherwise, yeah. I would not uh, put it
2: in Orval clone. That's a good example of one that's okay. like, oh, man.
0: Challenge. Yeah. But it, yeah. I mean, I think it'd be even something like Orval, uh, I'm fascinated by this beer because it is, you know, they make one wort stream and they ferment it one way and they package it one way yeah. and then it becomes multiple beers. Yeah. You go to the, you know, you go to the little cafe right down from Orval and you can get Aged Orval or fresh Orval. Yeah. Those are two different beers. Absolutely. That's a good point. And that's, you know, so like where in that life cycle is it as well? This is, this is kind of a cool category.
2: I feel like that's just a lazy person's way of making eight different beers is what
0: Orval did. They're, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're lazy. That's what the, yeah, those monks, lazy dudes. That's, I've always said that. <laughs> yeah. Lazy or
4: resourceful. <laughs>
0: right. That's exactly. Smart. Smart. smart.
2: So where do you think we're going to start with this? Are we going to give away Two-Hearted as one of our kits? I
5: think we are, yeah. Okay, yeah.
2: Uh, and then give us examples of some of the other kits,
5: too. What else sure. do you have? Um, Hop Slam. Okay. Nice. That's a good one. Official, which yeah. we do have on the table as well. Okay. What is official? Officials are our hazy IPA. All right.
0: Yeah. Got it. You got to have that. You Everyone have has to have that. Have. John, yeah.
2: were you on board with that from the get
0: go? Like, yeah, we should do this, or did you have to? Well, we've been making this beer for a, a, quite a while and playing with it and thinking, oh, we're going to do this release and we're talking about it. And then we get pretty far down. It's like, you know, it's always. It's, uh, a lot of our beers are hazy. You know, like, that's just what sure. the, what we've done for a long time. Because you were homebrewers. Because we're homebrewers. I mean, <laughs> you know, Oberon has been unfiltered, and you know, as long as I've been at the brewery, and certainly well before that, okay. fielding questions about hey, hey, what's up with the murky stuff in the beer? You know, it's like <laughs> right. it's yeast. It's okay, right? and now, now it's cool. Yeah, exactly. exactly.
3: Yeah, it's so funny. So, I, you, know, uh, you know, for a long time I was homebrewing, and when I was early in my homebrewing, I was making hazy beer. Sometimes, you know, I, I wasn't a super, you know having good luck with some of my transfers and I bring beer into homebrew club meetings or share with friends and then they break out their perfectly clear beer. You know, this is back in the two thousands right. and it's like, oh the clear beer was definitely the cooler there. Like Brian, why, why can't you get your beer clear? But and now it's like the opposite everybody's everybody like why it is your beer hazy hazy and when so I the started
2: the BN uh, one of the things I would say is like oh you can always tell a homebrew because it's not because it's hazy because it's not yeah. clear which was not a compliment. I, I wasn't disparaging it either <laughs> no. but it was like yeah you can tell because pro brewers were looking Looking to make some crystal clear, two-hearted, right? But now all the
0: cool kids, yeah. But we've always made, but we've always made. I mean, two-hearted always has had haze in it, okay. And yeah. it's, it's just, yeah. I mean, it's just like we want to make the minimally processed, most flavorful, sure, stable, excellent beer. We can yeah. right. And it's, it's always been allowed in the style guidelines
3: for regular IPA. You can have a little hop haze. There's some. There's some real matter in there. You didn't just make this from a syrup and and. You know, right? It's, it's made from agricultural products here. There's something in there. That's right. What else in the kiss? Any other? Any other breweries that we can think of,
2: or uh, beers rather that we can think of? Oberon.
3: Oberon. Okay, yeah. that's a. Oh, that's a good. That's a good one.
2: Yeah. That's a nice one to have.
4: Yeah. I love Oberon. That's such a great beer. Yeah. Summer. I Oberon. wish I could get it in California. My oh, ex-wife's yeah. <laughs> family is from Michigan, and oh my God, but it was always a thing. We got to Michigan, I'd always get Oberon. Yeah,
2: that's a nice beer. So we get we get some bells in California now, though. Nowadays, we get a little distribution out there.
0: Yeah, Southern California.
2: Yeah. Yep. And we have a, we've got a bar, one of our Hop Grenade bars in Fort Collins, Colorado, so we get some bells there. Uh, that's a good place to have it. All right. All right. Well, I am excited about this partnership. So we're going to take a break, and at the break, we're going to give away some of these kits uh, so that our homebrewers can go and brew it. And then we'll give you a little time. We're going to give you listeners you know, six weeks or so, and then we'll bring the Bells guys back, and we're going we're to evaluate the beer on air. And, and like i said in kind of two ways you're going to get to you're going to get to play with this category that you said in, in BJCP we'll do it two ways did did they get the the clone that it's trying to be but then also just the quality of the beer right sounds great awesome. okay that'll
4: be fun yeah
2: it'll be a good time all right boys well thank you for being on the program where can people go buy the kits again store.bellsbeer.com there we go yes. uh and you can you can google bells general store and you i'm sure it's going can. to come up uh,
5: or just bells and follow the links and it's probably going to it's yeah going to be there, it's it's yeah. probably right at the top of the search yeah, you You're guys are probably okay
2: yeah. at SEO by now. All right. So do that. Uh, we're going to have a couple beers here at the break. And when we come back, we're going to get back to our normal format. And, normal uh, format. Uh, do, you've picked out a, a homebrewer here to try their beer?
3: Yeah. It's it's one of my, my fellow Mad Zymergist members. Okay. His name is Jeff. All right. He, he was on last year's NHC uh, episodes. Is he that was, right? Yeah. And, and um, what beer are we evaluating? He has prepared for us a, uh, a porter with spruce tips. Okay. So, do
2: I get to judge too or taste it? Yeah, of course you get to taste it. It was a terrible idea to have me do this. I'm not very good at it. Did you guys already evaluate might, the beer I and score like it and everything it. else? Yeah.
3: Oh yeah. We sure did. All
2: right, hang in there. It's Dr. Homebrew live from Providence, Rhode Island. We are at Homebrew Con and we'll be right back with some homebrew. Welcome back to Dr. Homebrew. We are live from Providence, Rhode Island. A yeah. bunch of fucking amateurs, Bebo. I don't, know, I don't know why I work with these people. Probably because they're great brewers. I wouldn't have hired us either, you know.
6: <laughs> it's <laughs>
2: the are, high pay that I'm here for, That's what it actually. is, isn't it? Uh, we're having a lot of fun out here. We're live at the at Homebrew Con in Providence, Rhode Island. We just had the pleasure of uh, interviewing the folks from Bells. Uh, I got to talk to John Mallett over there, who's just a, a great brewer. Uh, so that was fun, and now we're back to our standard uh, Doctor Homebrew format. Uh, I'm filling in for JP uh, on, on a couple of episodes here because he's a he's a new dad and and has got to stay home with with his. And by new, I think his kid's like one or two by now. One, one, some, yeah, <laughs> so, one and some change. Yeah, but he's still he's hanging out at home. So so I'm helping out. Um, Brian, why don't you tell us uh, what beer we have and who made it
3: and what we're doing now? All right, we got a. Uh, we're, it's a spicer vegetable beer so uh, this is a porter we're calling it an American porter with uh, Sitka spruce tips and there was a hint uh, there was a, a rumor that maybe there was a little smoke in it or uh, uh, something but we, we were we were deciding whether to declare that or not so the entrant left that up to our um, our judgment so the entrant is yeah. is this guy here Jeff
2: Hi Jeff, I'm gonna just move. I'm, move gonna, that I'm gonna fondle your face right. for a second. You good? There you go. All right. Yeah, no, we're
7: happy. Tell us about the beer, Jeff. Yeah, so it's a um, it's a spruce tip porter. Um, I got the uh, spruce tips from Alaskan Brewing, actually. Um, they do a competition every year. They're doing another one coming up soon. Uh, and so a couple of years ago, I had ordered it online. They sent some out. Um, you can go there today, I think, and order their stuff. Seven bucks, they'll ship it anywhere. You get three ounces of their Sitka spruce tips Okay. Um, that they forage or something. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> however they get. through the fields and, and pick. Uh, so, yeah, I had them laying around, and I wanted to do something with them, but I didn't want to do an IPA. I wanted to do something different, so I had some other stuff laying around. I figured, hey, I'll make a, uh, make a porter and figure okay. it out. All right. First time ever doing spruce, so I wanted to see what these guys thought. And then, uh, yeah, if there's any we'll, – we'll see what they say, and if we want to make some modifications to it, maybe I'll enter it up in the competition up in Alaska. And
2: mm. I'm going to assume that the spruce is, is on top of your normal ingredients, so there are hops in the beer. It's not, Correct. like,
7: substituted for – yeah, no, it's, it's a normal, it's basically a normal base um, porter. Okay. Um, and then put spruce tips in the last 15 minutes. Got it.
3: How long yeah. have you been brewing, Jeff?
7: I've been brewing for... 20-something years at wow. this point. Yeah. He's just a 20-something. Before, 20, it, was, a 20 before something. it was cool, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Before it was cool. 90, I started in 96. So you've been brewing since you were 12. Basically. Mm. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that was I mean, that's the only way I could get booze at the house. You know, sure. To make mm. your own. You so. had to do what you had to do. To, what are you going to do? What's little uh, Jeffy
3: doing down there? <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you're in
7: seventh grade, you do what you got to do. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm fermenting Kool-Aid early, you know, mm. I mean, that was that was the thing. Okay, okay. cooch.
2: <laughs> and oh. do you enter a lot of competitions with your beers? I
7: I don't. Okay. I'm lazy. Are you a BJCP judge as well? I am,
2: yeah.
3: Okay. I'm,
7: a, I'm a national judge. I just took the written test again to hopefully move to master's, so we'll see. Okay.
3: All of us here yeah, judged in the national competition this morning. We did this morning? Too. Yeah. How did that go? Hungover, oh, it yeah. was fun. It was, was It's good. It was very, very hungover, It's, so a, it'll be it's great a joy to issues. judge that, and uh, especially to do many, uh, many best of shows in that one and pick just pick the medal winners. Yeah. The best of the best in wow. the entire country. Or I'm, if you're brilliant I'm like honored. me and pick sour
6: beers to start your day with. <laughs> uh, so this is John's,
2: John's with us today. Is that, was that your
6: first category it today? It was. I actually did select it on purpose. I would,
2: hate, I'm thinking about my morning and how I felt. I would have not liked that. <laughs> I took a Zantac before. I. <laughs> okay, smart. <laughs> very, very smart.
3: Brian, are you, what what did you judge today? Uh, well... In the morning, I did some uh, English and Irish uh, uh, stouts. And then in the afternoon, I got to do um, some uh, fruit meads and okay. um, saisons. So nice. those were the, the best of show ones, the last two. So And Brian Char, you judged as well? Yes, I did. I did uh, uh, brown British uh, ales in the morning,
4: uh, 8 a.m., after arriving at Hartford at midnight and getting to the hotel at 2.30, yeah, that's a, that's a good good morning. Yeah. Um, and they did many best to show, not with Brian, but in the same uh, uh, room as Brian okay. with uh, British and Irish styles also. So it was a lot of fun. It's always super fun. One of the best things to me about Homebrew Con is coming to be able to judge the final round. Sure. You get mm-hmm. really great beers from all over the country, and it's just
3: fun to see what people have brewed. I don't go to talks anymore. I just I'm so busy judging and recording shows and, and hitting the hot tub and you know going <laughs> to arcades not. down the street. That's like
2: But you I, know everything, Brian. You don't no, have to go to talks yeah. anymore. You know all the things. Uh, I know
4: some of the
6: things. Yeah.
4: What are these talks you're referring to? Uh, yeah, the right. seminars, I guess they're the called.
6: Seminars, <laughs> It yeah. always blows my mind how often we come here and we go to no seminars. We just go to breweries. <laughs> yeah. We pay to go to breweries. It's so funny, yeah, uh, because you
2: could just come to this town at, a, at any other time. But I'm the same. Uh, yeah, I basically do the shows during the day and go to breweries at night, and that's my conference. Uh, well, if you've never been to a conference, uh, next year it's in Nashville, Tennessee. I think that's a great reason to yeah. go. Yeah. And you should, you should come come on out because there's just a bunch of great seminars you can learn a lot and as brian was mentioning even in the first segment you get to hang out with brewers which is a good time
4: very is that very very official justin that nashville is next year i i think so it is uh, look nice. at the
2: in, look at the inside of your name tag right there uh, it, there's a fold oh and check it out inside it's, there's a little uh, secret uh, see right. john help him out He's a lawyer. Oh, he yeah, can,
4: Nashville, Tennessee. He nice. does two, two things. He can troll. brew beer and he can lawyer. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm pretty freaking helpless. <laughs> so, yeah, it's official. Can someone on wipe my butt later <laughs> inside sorry, of bed. I
2: <laughs> To me, Nashville, Tennessee, by the way, is kind of like having the conference in Vegas. Like, we're all going to get in trouble. It's just such yeah. a fun town. But come on out to HomebrewCon next year if you've never been. It's, it's a good time. So, Brian, how do, how do you want to start here? Who do you want to have evaluate this beer with us first?
3: Um, well, let's pour the beer and taste it together. Um, okay. I think that, um, you know, I'll, I'll start off, once we get this poured here, uh, I can start off uh, chatting about the beer, and then we'll um, ask Jeff about his recipe, and... Mm-hmm. We're pouring it now I mean, out I of I've never a... listened to our show. Do you know... <laughs> Are you kidding? Absolutely, I've never <laughs> listened to your show. Even to.
4: Jeff, how's your bottle <laughs> fill in this thing? It's... Thank you. It's... I
2: you're, thought it was a
3: little insulated leaky. container? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's a... Uh... A white growlette from a a growlette. Beer Works.
2: <clears throat> double-walled and insulated I love container. We're pouring it in our glass. Nice glasses this year, by the way, at Con. They are very sweet. definitely. Uh, that they, is, yeah, they got a little bell to them. Um, you know, the uh, opening at the it goes wider at the top. It to, is yeah. to, like our sponsor. It's better mini, for
6: uh, the aroma. Yeah,
2: tulip. No, that's area. what yeah. I was trying to say. A little exactly. more
3: opening. All right, so we're all, all right. tasting this now, Brian. What do you think? Yeah, Jeff just poured this for us. Uh, in the nose, it's, uh, it's a nice medium malty. And this is uh, warmed up a little bit since we tasted it earlier. I think it's opening up a little bit. There's some light chocolate, faint coffee behind that. Uh, hops are, are low and out of the way, just a little earthiness in there. Um, the um, you know medium-low esters, it's a, it seems like a pretty clean fermentation character. Uh, the spruce character to me at first came out kind of low but we were drinking it pretty cold earlier and i think i was also just thinking of the way that spruce plays off of uh ipas because like that that's mostly you know like jeff said what everybody does with the spruce and i think it's creative maybe the inspiration here could have been something to do with the alaskan you know porter that they make the smoked porter and then a different twist on on that kind of but uh, we'll, we'll talk about uh, the recipe and where where it came from a little later. So, uh, you know it, but it came out a little more later, I think. And it was uh, just a very clean beer, no DMS, no diacetyl. Um, it's it's a good solid brown color, but if you look at it, you can see right through it. It's a nice, uh, very clear beer, and um, the head started low, ended up with a kind of a collar of. Uh, finer and some larger bubbles in there it's a light tan colored head uh but it's you know it's it's, it lasted a fair while and uh in the flavor i'm getting uh pleasant chocolatey and and coffee malt notes again uh uh, low earthiness from the hops there's that 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 spruce was eluding me earlier and Mm. it's it's really coming out now as it's warmed up um the uh has a hint of bitterness uh from that uh from the malt, the roasted malts in there, I would say, um, or the chocolate malts, whatever you've got in there, medium, low fruitiness. Uh, it's, it's definitely, uh, balance wise is leaning towards the malt. Uh, this, the finish is interesting on this one because it does finish with, I would say just a hint of sweetness. It doesn't, it isn't like drying off the tongue too much. And with a, with a porter like this, I would definitely, I like a little, I don't want it to be bone dry. So it's just like, ah, it just goes away and dries off your tongue and is gone. If you have that chocolate alongside a little bit of sweetness in the finish, it's nice. And I think that the you know the the beer seems like it attenuated well. It's at a good place um, in that regard. So, I think that's a great point, Brian.
4: That people, I, I love a well attenuated beer, but there's a difference between well attenuated and being so bone dry that it falls
3: off your palate instantly and you lose the flavor. Yep. And I think along with that too, as it does slowly dry off, the, the 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 spruce tips come out in that final swallow. It's they're they're coming through pleasantly in the aftertaste, um, and again, no obvious flaws in no the flavor. I'm just it's a nicely clean beer. The the spruce is kind of piney, herbal like, almost kind of almost sweet and 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 fresh tasting to me, like a fresh plant kind of quality. So, yeah, interesting. The, the spruce. It- The funny thing, because
6: you didn't get it as much as Brian and I got it, but this always reminds me of when you walk out of your car after driving up to Tahoe and you smell those ponderosa pines, Mm. that just that beautiful, green, spicy, resiny aroma. And that's what I was getting right off the bat with, with Jeff's beer. And it carries through pretty well. I love it. It's just a layered... Flavor, yeah, right on top of that beautiful porter.
3: Well, a lot of of times too, I get spruce beers that are just over spruce, and it's just insane. I was like, I can't. It's like licking a tree. I can't handle this right now. The balance on this is really nice between the the base style and the spruce, and it's actually an interesting combination. It's something I wouldn't have thought to do, but it works. I wouldn't have thought to do it either. Think thought think thought. Uh, So overall, it's you know, clean beer, uh, good attention to the American porter style. It uh, seems like pretty good fresh ingredients were used here. Um, I could deal with even a little more spruce tip character. I know, I know you guys oh, wow. are saying it's it's heavier. I think I think you could go even a little higher and it wouldn't seem over the top. Just like having to uh, compete against the chocolatey flavors of the malt, it's uh, you know it's going to stand out better. It's just a tiny touch higher, mm-hmm. but um, I, I would not declare smell. any smoke in this beer. I think there is some smoked malt in there. Um, mm-hmm. It, comes, it expresses itself as kind of a light little roastiness and a little kind of, not smoky necessarily or ashy, but just the roasty malt quality. It just kind of <coughs> plays off the edges of the malt, and it's kind of there, but it's not really smoke-like. So I wouldn't say smoke on this one. Um, yeah, I mean, spruce is a different, uh, different kind of animal with the porter than, than the spruce tip IPAs, but I'm, I'm glad you did it, Jeff. I gave it a 38, and I, I enjoyed this beer a lot.
7: Is you, you said there is some smoke in there? Is there peat malt in there, Jeff, no. or something like that? It's not peat. No, it's actually it's what's alder smoke. Okay, and actually it's from Alaskan Brewing too. So got it. Um, they had sent a half a pound out or something, and I was like, well, I got nothing else to do with this, so I'll just throw it in here. Sure. So
2: you're, you you might hate me for this. Uh, there are to me both smoke malt can uh, can sometimes express itself as a off flavor to me, mm-hmm. and the same with something like spruce tips. Like, they're on, like, the verge of, like, a, of a medicinal right.
3: character. Phenolic notes, yeah. 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 And,
2: yeah, and I'm not saying they are off flavored, I'm saying that's how my, I, my first impression, and yours as well, when I first tasted it, I'm like, oh, there's something strange about that. But I do think that Brian's right, that the, the the spruce ends up expressing itself differently as it falls off the palate, as the beer warms up a little bit. And, and as I have a couple tastes, I realize, okay, it's not an off-flavor. It's not a medicinal. I'm actually picking up on this
3: herbal spruce right. character. Yeah, yep. you can mistake it for a, a phenolic or, or even some, something weird in a hop or something. Yeah. I should say too, as people are passing by with empty glasses, feel free if to you come want to and try, grab yep. the yeah. beer in this white growler and taste beer. it with us because we're talking about this beer. This it's is a spruce tip, tip porter, exactly. Ladies and gentlemen, if you and want to Justin, it. your point is
4: well taken because phenolic—the descriptor—is smoky, right? So, oh, okay, the there's a fine line between smoky good and smoky bad. Sometimes, okay. Right? So when you smoke malt. And you put smoked malt into a beer, you want that smoked character, and that is phenolic. Okay. but that's intentional. That's not like you right. made like an American light lager, and suddenly it tastes like it's the same kind of smoke. Exactly. It's yeah. uh, so that, an excellent point that there are some uh, some quote off flavors that are off flavors for some styles. Yeah, but that are desired and expected flavors in other styles. And I guess, so I'm glad that you're pointing that out, too, that it is part of the
2: descriptor, because I guess what I'm also trying to say is that I have to slow myself down sometimes and remind myself that I might not know what I'm tasting. In other words, I, I think it's very, as a beer nerd especially, it's very quick for us to go, well, this is happening in that beer, and, that, yeah. and sometimes that's, that's actually not what's happening in that beer. I have that's to right. remind myself that I don't know everything, and I should slow down a little bit, and, and maybe it's something else happening in the beer than I, than I think. Right no. And and so if you hadn't described this beer to me, for example, um, the first thing I might have said was, well, there's some off flavor this in there. This is crap, yeah. And then later you would have said, well, actually, there's a bit of smoke and there's a bit of spruce, and then I would have been wrong. Does that make sense? Like, no, I have was, to slow you, down a little bit. You
7: would have been right. I mean, so the, you know, the phenolic piece is a large class of aromatics, right? So and it ranges from smoke to that medicinal to... Uh, plastic. White, yeah, plastic, white plastic, white all There's like all kinds of stuff in there. Okay. So what what you're tasting is what you're tasting. So I don't see. don't yeah. discount that piece of it. Sure. But but you're right. Like it had I think I would do myself a disservice if I just called this a porter. Like yeah, you would yeah. go mm, there's something for the Yeah, that's yeah, a, not a good point, porter. Jeff.
4: Because <laughs> if this was just a porter and you hadn't added smoke or spruce. Those will be off flavors for sure. You added the smoked malt and the spruce, so they're not off flavors. That's an intentional part of what you did. Okay. Well, why don't you give us your evaluation, Brian? Cool, thanks. So, I really like this beer a lot. Uh, the aroma, uh, you know, medium malt, uh, medium soft floral hops. Uh, as it war- initially, I didn't get the spruce so much in the aroma. As it warms up, I get some not a lot i definitely get the smoked uh you said alder wood uh, yep. jeff definitely get the smoked alderwood wood in the aroma gave this eight out of out of twelve for the uh the aroma appearance three out of three i mean this is a classic porter it's uh you hold this up to the high bays in particular you can really have that intense light this is very clear uh it's a dark brown uh, uh dark brown color uh great head you know it's kind of a medium small head but it lasts a long time it's great three out of three Mm -hmm. Uh, flavor malt low roast get a light smoke character uh get the floral hop flavor that is in the aroma as well uh kind of medium low bitterness where you want it to be for this style fermentation is really clean i don't really get any off off fermentation characters Uh, balance is right between hoppy and malty and it's really well attenuated I think the spruce, the spruce is, this is such a great spruce flavor, Jeff. I mean, I've had spruce beer, and I hate spruce beer because it's like <laughs> pine <laughs> salt. Yeah, I, I, right. I, I, I can't recall the last time I've had a spruce beer that wasn't like drinking a pine saw yeah. like going to that creepy adult bookstore by your old house and <laughs> Why you, walk walk, but you always talked no, about that right, on, on right. the session yeah. I've never been there I'm just saying I'm just in theory <laughs> let's say one goes to the porn theater and one might smell like the pine saw sure. like, sure. how did we get there Yeah, right. because of pine saw and because like of spruce you know we're just, exact, pool cleaning supplies <laughs> exactly Right. this the spruce is so deftly handled here. Yeah. This is exactly, for me, this is the right amount. It is, any, any less, you wouldn't taste it. Any more, it would be pine salt. Mm. So this is a really, you, you walk that line really, really well with this beer. So I gave this a 14 out of, out of 20 for flavor. Uh, mouthfeel, 5 out of 5. You know, Bodies, medium. Carbonations, Medium. No warming. It's creamy, not astringent. Really a, a great mouthfeel on this. Uh, I really like this beer. Uh, so the spruce is not overwhelming. A little more in the aroma. This is the only thing I could think of to make this beer better. A little more spruce in the aroma might be a good thing. But I don't know how to do that without making it more pine salt. Hmm. Yeah. And, and yeah. I, I would rather live with... This is, this is the hard thing about judging sometimes... In the platonic ideal of a spruce beer, you might want to have more spruce aroma and have the same spruce flavor. I don't know how you get from there to here, no. from here to there. I think if you tried to make more aroma, you're going to drive the flavor more Pine sol, and you're going to lose more points on flavor than you're going to gain on aroma. And maybe there's I mean, we ch- we chatted offline before the show about you know, dry sprucing and things like that and why that's not going to work, yep. and talked about some potential uh, strategies for that. But it's it's one of those difficult things, and this is where you know, listeners you can maybe take something away from this. There's there are some diminishing some, returns. Diminishing returns. There are some it's like squeezing a balloon, right? Yeah. There are some things you might squeeze the balloon here to improve it, but it's going to get bigger. You, know, you squeeze that animal, that dog-shaped balloon, and, right. you know, but then the, the head explodes or something. Uh, and it's really difficult. And Jeff's laughing well, here for people that can't use this bizarre I mean, analogy that I've, I've made. But there, well, there are times really. Well, I, I'm a bizarre human. Well, I appreciate that you recognize <laughs> that about me, Jess, and that I'm a strange man. And well, let's do this. want I, I is wanna, what I do. I don't, and I don't know the format of the
2: show, but what I'm going to do with this show, is after uh, John tells us his sort of evaluation too I want to come back and talk about your techniques about how you spruced it uh, so so that our listeners can learn
3: that as well what was your final score Brian? Uh, 38 Uh, also at 38 this was a really good beer yeah and our, our friend John judged it with us as well Another yeah. 38. Another 38. We all, well, we all agree. It, 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 it was unanimous. Surprisingly any, close.
2: Anything to add in your evaluation from what we've talked yeah, about? Yeah, a couple of
6: things. I, I think I probably got the most joy out of the Spruce. Okay. You I know, liked my earlier comment about the, the just that joy of the Ponderosa Pine smell when you're up in Tahoe. Yeah. Same thing. Um, but I think... Probably what makes this spruce better in this beer is where he got the spruce tips. Okay. I mean, think about it. It's an ingredient just like our hops, our malt, all this stuff. I, sure, I could go pick a, a spruce tips off of a, a spruce tree around here. Is it going to taste exactly the same as one from the you know beautiful, clean air out in Alaska? Probably not. So I think that yeah. may have contributed to this being so well-balanced mm-hmm. and really well-flavored as a spruce beer. And I get tons of aroma. I probably gave it a higher aroma score than both of you. I gave it a 10. Yeah, I was at 9. I gave it an 8, yeah. So, you know, and that's probably the biggest difference there. Um, just a couple, I'll toss a couple other things out there. Uh, one of the nice things about a porter, especially an American porter, is you get this light burnt caramel or toffee mm-hmm. character. hmm he has it in there. I wanted a little bit more to bring kind of everything together. That was probably my only uh, negative on it. Okay, but I love the just the green resiny, sprucey goodness in it, and you know, solid beer. Yeah. And, you know, as you're getting to the questions to Jeff about the technique and so forth, I think that's where I'm curious about because you've got to do a lot more balancing in this type of beer because it's not just. What hops am I going to use? Are you backing off of the hops now because you're putting in spruce tips, which have a bitter, resiny character? Are you changing your malt profile a little bit to balance that out? And I think we're going to learn a lot when we hear
2: about that. and that's part of why I asked that question as well. Uh, So locally up in northern california we have moonlight brewing company who makes a beer called working for tips and he did take out the hops and instead put in spruce is my understanding Uh, brian i'm sorry if i'm wrong about that the other brian brian hunt is his name (laughs) the third third brian the third brian but i'm pretty sure that's what he did and so that's because it can be used as an ingredient like that to to balance the sweetness of malt yeah. Uh, but you, you you also
7: used hops. So I did,
2: yeah. And, and,
3: yeah. and formerly, I mean, there were no hops in beer. You, it, you had grew it, yeah. and they used things like tree stuff and plants and herbs that they found that would kind of preserve the beer a little bit and give it sure. some bitterness to balance. Shadow
6: Puppet is also doing
3: a uh, beer oh, yeah. called Needle Tip. And uh, honey, okay. and and it's, it's, I, I think put it's in there. a regular beer now. <laughs> right. If I
2: were to do a beer like that, I would call it tree stuff, actually, Brian. Tree stuff. that's good... Uh, <laughs> good,
5: uh, good
3: and by the way, we're hiring you for the show. Your, your format is great. You, actually, no, you've just kind of intuitively figured out what we do. Tree yeah, we, stuff. Okay, we go through, through our sheets, and then we talk to the brewer about his recipe.
2: So let's do that, then. We'll take a really quick break. And when we come back, uh, we'll talk to Jeff more about how he brewed this beer and how maybe we can get the most out of our spruce tip. You're listening to the new version of Dr. Homebrew. I'm just kidding. It's it's an intermediate version of Dr. Homebrew. I'm Justin Crossley filling in for JP. Hang in there, and we'll be right back.
1: Hello, fellow BNers. This is Sully from the 21st Amendment Brewery located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. Before Nico and I opened the 21A and before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four-burner apartment stove in a back house in Santa Monica, California making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all-grain brewing. Homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The Internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about homebrewing, a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up, you might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Kings. The leader in affordable, high-quality kegerators is here. Introducing Comos, the kegerator designed with serious beer drinkers in mind. It features an all-stainless steel draft tower, a major upgrade over traditional chrome-plated brass towers, and Comos keeps your new tower cold with their air-cooled tower fan, wrapping your beer lines in frigid coolness. Your beer is poured from innovative forward-sealing faucets that don't leak, so they stay cleaner for longer. Dual gas inlets on the rear of the fridge allow you to run both CO2 and nitrogen gas. Serve your beer with CO2, serve your kegged wine, or even cocktails with nitrogen. The digital temperature display has the largest range available, allowing you to use the Comos Kegerator for fermentation if you need to. And now, Comos Kegerators ship with tight draft fittings for that click-to-connect assembly we've all dreamed of. Buy direct from comosdraft.com and receive free shipping on your order. That's K-O-M-O-S draft.com. Welcome
2: back to Dr. Homebrew. We are podcasting, broadcasting, recording live from Homebrew in Providence, Rhode Island. Uh, it's exciting to be here. We're seeing a lot of brewers out there. Uh, a lot of our friends are, are wandering around. And, and if you want to try the beer and you're walking by, we've got a little bit uh, left right here. It's a, it's a porter with spruce tips. Um, and we're going to learn more about that beer from Jeff right now. Uh, in the meantime though, I want to thank uh, uh, just a long-time uh, supporter of this show, and I, I can't thank them enough for doing all that they do. And that's Five Star Chemicals. Uh, and you you can't brew great beer unless you 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 clean and sanitize and do all of the things that great brewers do. And Five Star is our go-to source for exactly that. Yeah. Uh, and, in fact, if you've ever had really high-scoring beers on this program, I would thank Five Star. I would thank cleaning. I would thank sanitation, right? I you... drink a glass of uh, Star San every morning. <laughs> yes,
5: you should. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Keeps you healthy. Keeps you young. Um, so I, I, I want to thank them for supporting this program and the Brewing Network. They've been with us for years, and they're just they're they're wonderful people
4: who make the things that allow you guys to make wonderful beer. You know what's funny, Justin yeah. is this morning. and that, this is not because this is a sponsor spot. This is a legitimate conversation we had this morning. <laughs> Judging is there's different flaws that have happened in homebrew over the years, and different things you deal with. And when Star Sand came on the market, all the the weird bleachy, iodine stuff yeah. went away. Yeah. A lot of the infected stuff went away. And yeah. it was really a revolution as far as I had the number of 17s you gave in competition pre and post Star Sand. Oh, interesting. Went from like maybe two or three in a comp to maybe one or zero. Well, and we've been talking uh, about Star Phenolic, That was all Star
2: Sand. And some of these, yeah, some of that could have come from yeah. those cleaners before. When did Absolutely.
4: That was probably early 2000s, if I had to guess, maybe...
2: Well, we started in 05, so it was certainly before us. And by the way... Well, but it finally
6: if, kind of
4: hit the market big with, I'm guessing... And I, 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 I'm not Forgive sure. me if I'm wrong, but I'm thinking it had to be, what, maybe 2004, 2005?
3: Okay. Well, they're right down the way. We could ask them. Go say
2: hi to them. Yeah. Go really say hi people. to them. And I do, if you're a new listener to the Brewing Network, go back in the archives, search Five Star on our website, and and back in the day, we did an interview with uh, Charlie Talley, I think. I think is his last name but he yes was one of the friends, charlie, right. charlie, and you know what it's one of the best shows we've ever done yes. charlie came on and talked about he get he there was a lot of misnomers about uh star set how it could be used how it's safe to use and he cleared up a what lot about of that. the foam uh, yeah go back and listen to that <laughs> show and thanks to five star for supporting us yes uh, okay so jeff uh was spotlights on you my friend uh tell us uh I mean, I guess what we mostly want to know is how you use the spruce tips. The spruce and tips, yeah. The form and, and how you, you mentioned a little bit how you got them, but go through this with us. Yeah.
7: Yeah, so in the the grain bill is a basic, you know, porter grain bill, although I did use um, about a half pound of smoked malt from Alaskan, which was that alder smoke. Um, the rest of it is, you know, Munich malts and, uh, and chocolate malt, Black Patton, um, but the, the you know hop bill is sort of a normal hop bill, so it's um, you know two ounces of Centennial at sixty minutes, and then um, another ounce at fifteen, um, and then I used Eureka at knockout. But but I put in three and three quarter ounces of these spruce tips. Um, not that much at 15. Okay. Yeah. I it was I, I had no idea really, you know, how much to put in, but so I I what, put in all I had. What's the format down. of these? Are they like chopped up little bits or are they long? Yeah, they, I mean they look like whole cones. I mean, they're just like chopped. They were I had thrown mine in the freezer. Um, and so I just would last 15 minutes, throw them in with with my Whirlflock and uh, okay, and let it go. It smelled really nice at that point. I bet. Um Well, all those volatiles are burning off right then, right? Yeah, yeah. And they say, you know, we were talking about dry sprucing, and I guess that's (laughs) not a thing because of the oils. Um, Well, I don't don't know that you can actually do it. I think because of the oils are such that it won't... It doesn't quite work like hops do. You so. mean it wouldn't the, the 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 flavors wouldn't leach off of the spruce? Yeah, you need the heat. I, that's from what I understand. Yeah. Okay. You got you got to boil it. Okay. You got to boil it to get the aromatics out of it. Got and it. So it's sort of like isomerization for hops, but you know, in order to get the volatiles out, you you can't just let it sit there. I see. Yeah. So fifteen minutes of boil
2: is what you did. Fifteen
7: minutes of boil. Okay. Just how to, did
2: you come to that uh, the 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 measurement of how much was that just a
7: random? You're, I'm going to try. Would you say three quarter? Uh, t- Three and three quarters. Three and three quarters. Almost four ounces, yeah. Okay. That was what I had.
2: It's what I had.
7: Okay. Yeah, exactly. Which is almost everything else in the grain bill, too, is kind of what I had. I'm realizing that I think at HomebrewCon last year I got a bunch of samples of things, and I think I threw them all on this. Okay. Like I think that's what this was.
3: You combine them well. It's, well, it's the junk beer. It's so if Brian Shar
7: is mentioning uh, that you
2: guys sort of talked off air about how you might get more of the aromatics but not enough to, to, for it to turn into an off flavor or something, what, what did you discuss? What, what were you guys talking about to how to figure that out? Um, well, we had talked about the dry hop, might work, really help? Which,
7: which we understand doesn't really work. So I, I don't know. Like I, it was sort of across the board. Like you know, I think John tasted a lot. I get a lot of spruce. Um, you know, Brian was like, I don't really taste the spruce. So I, right. I'm,
3: not, I'm not quite. Well, sure I wasn't what to getting do with it as it. much in the nose, and uh, as it warmed up, I got more, a little more in the nose, but it, it was there in the flavor. Have just yeah yeah I th- think it, it had to warm up so now that it's warmed yeah. up now you're like oh I smell screws. I think what so, you sure. need to do Jeff is um, get one of those trees that you hang in, the, in your mirror and just like mm. don't um, put it in the beer but like just hanging it it inside it of there the and waft like
2: a... okay so I know that you're joking but I w- this is kind of what I was thinking about could you since you're thinking that you need heat could you potentially boil them separately oh, and have this in. kind of water tincture that you and and then you could sort of You know, if you wanted more, you'd add another fucking drop. Like, you could sort of do it
7: separately. That's fair. This is my first foray into the spruce tip world, so I sure. don't even,
6: well, get I didn't in even it, do you're any damn so research. Already, I'll bet they've well, got the, vials of that at, at a holistic store. It's probably already right? done, right? right? The problem yeah. with tinctures. the tinctures is,
4: is that going to increase the flavor more than the aroma yeah. or as much as the aroma? You've got to try it, Brian. Right. And is there something, and I'm not familiar enough with brewing with spruce tips, you know, what if you added more, you know, 20, 25% more at flame out? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't yeah. know if it's like hops, where there's, there's, a, there's a aroma sure. addition at the very end with spruce. I just I don't know if the the kinetics of that reaction yeah. are such that that's where you get aroma, or you just get like. Because it just barfs up, or, uh, uh, and the the experience uh, is not there. And aroma, I, I don't, yeah. I don't know.
2: This is why Jeff's new book at Brewing with Spruce Tips is coming out exactly. <laughs> next year. You coming can out, find soon. it on the Brewing Brewers Network. Association twenty twenty one Exactly, it's
4: a half a page long. The whole book, is, uh, <laughs> it's a pamphlet. More it's right. a Kanye yeah, West book. That'll there's be twelve dollars, and that, he'll and sign that. it for you up at the uh, the area <laughs> in the front. Exactly. Uh,
7: yeah. Yeah. I, I might try to push it back and just drop it a knockout and see my next one and see what happens. Yeah.
4: Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, you certainly—we're uh,
2: we're picking it apart because that's what you do here on the show. But you certainly didn't fail. I mean, you made a spruce tips porter that
4: we all picked up on the spruce tips, and the score—you scored thirty-eight, which is a good score. And you had
2: yeah, three no judges
6: much. that scored it exactly the same. Yeah, right? yeah. I'd have yeah. given
2: it a thirty-seven and a half
4: personally, but yeah,
2: uh, no half point <laughs> <round> <laughs> at NHC. No, we not
4: Well, yeah, host, host determination rules, but yeah, he rounds up the thirty—you thirty-eight too.
2: Yeah. yeah, no, it's true. There you go. Uh, It's a good beer, Jeff. Thanks. Uh, Well, thanks for sharing it with us. And uh, did you enter any beer into this competition this year?
7: I did. It didn't make it here, though. Oh, okay. You entered the first round. I did. I Uh, did, yeah. Try harder. I know.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Find better judges, I think. Do you enter competitions, Brian? I I do. I entered the first round as well. I didn't actually make anything... Competition was fierce. My beers scored pretty well. I was happy with the scores I got. I thought they were fair. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I had some high thirties and didn't. Yeah, didn't pass along the second round. So,
2: what did you make? What did you enter?
3: Uh, I had a, a, a traditional mead and um, a few, a couple different sours, uh, just some of my weird project sours, and then some club project beers that I just wanted to enter. Just the club and I entered the, you know, the person who made the recipe is my co-brewer with, with me and, okay. you know. I um, think I
6: judged your sour. Ah. At Ghost yeah. Town. In the first round? Didn't I? You probably judged some Did of you my, get my weird, <laughs> my my weird hours. yeah I, I tell it like it is, man. As, you should. Pull up the sheets. Yeah. <laughs> As you should. I do not pull punches. No.
3: no, I don't actually I don't think you judged mine. I think it was other people. Other people. Other people. Those people. Those, yeah. Yeah. Those people that gave you
2: a bad score. I won't
3: blame you, John.
2: <laughs> Thank you. All right. Well, I want to thank each and every one of you, uh, not only for doing this show all the time, Brian and Brian, uh, but uh, Jeff uh, for making the beer and submitting it, John, for hanging out and judging with us. Uh, And I want to thank uh, Bell's Brewery. And Bell's General Store for being on the program, and our new partner in Doctor Homebrew. I'm kind of excited. That's uh, cool. Yeah,
7: I'm going to get a kit. So it's I'm going to be on the show again. again.
2: Oh, excellent!
6: You're
7: going to yeah. get one too. Okay, good. I'm, I'm, I'm getting, getting the same get kit, it.
2: and
6: we're going to. I'm going to kick his ass. There we
1: go. There we go. It's we'll
6: going like yes. to be like 38,
3: 39, yes. Something. that's going to be. A, it'll be a close race. I got better
6: water than he does. We're also doing another
3: another live show tomorrow here. Just look at the schedule; that's posted here at the Brewing Network. But we're going on at twelve thirty tomorrow with another episode of Doctor Home. Brew On Friday, the 28th. That's right. Uh, we're broadcasting all week here
2: uh, from the floor of HomebrewCon. Thanks for hanging out with us and for, for subscribing to this podcast. Tell your friends, share it with your friends, and we're going to be giving away some of these bell kits, uh, bells kits on our social media as well. So, uh, not just for, for those of you who are going to brew it and submit it, but we're just going to be giving them away. So, if you're not already a fan of the Brewing Network pages, go do that: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and we'll try to get you some bells
4: kits yourself. This has been Dr. Homebrew. Yes, Brian? Justin, yeah. have you taken care of our licensing for homebrew doctoring in the state of Rhode Island? and for we in California. Uh, we I don't want to be here. doctoring homebrew without a license here in Rhode Island. Are we okay here? Brian, I pay all my taxes. All right, I do, I'm so legit. You are. Right, no as long idea. as you're so legit, we're cool. I'm too legit to quit. Oh, I had
2: to do that. I walked that. you right into that. Didn't I'm that. so fucking old to make that <laughs> joke
3: right now. Thanks, Justin, for being here and hosting us and it's been a lot of fun so i'm having fun too it's really good to hang
2: out with you guys thanks for listening to dr homebrew and we'll see you on the next episode